Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And Ghost Huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to Ghost Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, everybody, this is Jeff Belanger, writer and researcher for Ghost Adventures. I'm an author, the writer, host, and producer of New England Legends, the television series, and the podcast. And I just love all things spooky. And I love that Sophia Temporelli has made it 10 years, a decade of broadcasting on LiveParanormal.com. Congratulations. That's an incredible accomplishment. And please stay spooky, Sophia.
That's right. It's the Ghost Post Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Sophia, congratulations. And over 10 years of broadcasting, that's right, a decade here on LiveParanormal.com. You've helped a lot of people through the years. Congratulations, Sophia. And thank you so much to Rob Sarek, the site founder of LiveParanormal.com, and now GhostHunting.com. So you can listen on both uh, formats, uh, GhostHunting.com and LiveParanormal.com. Congratulations on your successes throughout the years. And to all of our moderators, thank you guys so much for patching us through at live events when we had no Internet feed. Thank you, guys, and uh, luckily uh, technology's gotten a lot of <laughs> a lot better since Sophia uh, formulated this broadcast. Your call-ins are welcome, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. As well, feel free to jump into the liveparanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to get an avatar, and you're part of the LP family. And if any questions for our guests in the chat room, too, as well, make sure that they're all caps so we can distinguish from everybody chatting away and putting their links in there. We'll be putting the links to our guests, too, in the chat room as, uh, today as well. Uh, we welcome Beyond Expo founder and producer Susan Bell and Phoenix Publicity Promotions founder, producer, paranormal researcher, writer, lecturer, and broadcaster Travis Short. They're going to be joining us with updates on their upcoming SWB media feature projects. Everyone visit Travis Short. That's short with two Ts. Uh, TravisShort.com, Twitter at Travis Short at Dark Wings Mothman, Facebook Beyond Expo, and hashtag Phoenix Rising, hashtag Black Caesar Pirate King. So part of our announcements coming up uh, as well. Uh, upcoming, we have Horseflight Chronicles uh, radio host, Paranormal Investigators Phil and Julia Syracuse returning to the program. That'll be on the 14th. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. We have the other individuals that are uh, booking their guest spots and also Paranormal teams. They're booking their spots too as well. So like the ghost host Sophia temporarily on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Also like LiveParanormal.com Facebook group page. A lot of great new broadcasters added to LiveParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com. So uh, a lot of great new uh, uh, paranormal investigator panel roundups on the weekends. A lot of great things added here on the lineup. Check out the membership packages. They start as low as $2.99 a month. And Rob Sarek, the site founder, he's great at rewarding the audience. So a lot of autograph books by some of your favorite paranormal authors. That's all part of the membership packages. And support the vendors here. Tonight on LightParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, beyond the screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well as monthly Mondays right here. Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and now on Kindred Spirits. He's here monthly, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Coppock, Ken Gearhard, many more right here on this very network. If you miss anything, archive shows are available immediately after this broadcast as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage. Let's bring on the host here, the ghost host, Sophia. Congratulations on uh, over a decade here on Live Paranormal. Thank you. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Almost 11 now. Yeah, and then Radio Rod, he's in the chat room. He's uh, congratulating you, too, here. <laughs> he loves your, uh, the pages and, and uh, your show as well. He's been a great guest. Thanks, Rod. Yeah, Rod's such an amazing friend to the family and a guest. I mean, he's just a great guy and a great psychic. So, everyone, if you haven't heard of Rod, make sure to go check out Radio Rod. He's amazing. 
and Hauntings Radio as well. Well, you got all these different things. You got the Twitters, the Instagram, all these different things. You got a lot of stuff on your YouTube now. Uh, where can people find you? So you can check out the prior archive shows that we filmed on YouTube, The Ghost Host of Sophia Temporelli. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sophia Temporelli and Twitter. You guessed it, Sophia Temporelli. And some great announcements coming up. Tell us about your guest today. Today, we welcome Beyond Expo founder and producer Susan Bell and Phoenix Publicity Promotions founder, producer, paranormal researcher, and broadcaster Travis Short with updates on their upcoming SWB media feature projects. Everyone visit TravisShort.com, Twitter at TravisShort, at Darkwing's Mothman, Facebook Beyond Expo, and hashtag Phoenix Rising. Let's welcome them both into the show. All right, Susan and Travis, trying to unmute. That usually means there's a lot of people tuning in right now. So, Susan, Travis, thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Hi, it's, um, it's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yes, hi. Hey. Good to be back. I think, it, yeah. I think it was about a year ago I was on with you guys. Yeah. Well, it's always great, you know, getting to talk with you both. Susan, it's been a while, but, you know, I hope you both are doing well, and thank you so much for coming on today. Sophia, I remember, uh, I guess you had the show, congratulations on 10 years, uh, but I remember it at uh, Beyond the Expo, we actually celebrated your 16th birthday there. So that you come this far, I'm so proud of you. I, I love your family. Gianna and Shirley are, are very important uh, people, even though I don't see you guys very much. Uh, the love is still there, and you guys were so awesome during Beyond Expo. Well, thank you so much for having us. It was, you know, an amazing way to spend my birthday. Uh, it's always a lot of fun, you know, getting to do anything in the paranormal, but especially, you know, on a birthday weekend. It was a lot of fun. That's I got great. to hang out with Amy Goodwin, who's uh, an amazing friend to the family. So it was just an amazing event and, you know, just such a fun time. Yeah, and the fact that it, we were actually on the Queen Mary, and now that uh, hopefully the Queen Mary is going to be saved, uh, keep your fingers crossed, guys, but I would love to do a second Beyond Expo on the newly refurbished uh, Queen Mary. Yeah, that would definitely be a wow. lot of fun. Um, I mean, the Queen Mary is such an amazing ship, and... I mean, there's so much history there, um, and it's just, I mean, you never know what you're going to capture when you go there. Have you ever been to the Queen Mary, Travis? I have not. I was actually planning on attending Beyond Expo. That's actually how Susan and I met. Uh, she was mm -hmm. trying to book Bill Bean for Beyond Expo, and I was, of course, representing Bill at the time and helped promote uh, Beyond Expo, I believed, in what they were trying to do. But, no, I've, not, I've never been to the Queen Mary. Well, I mean, if there's another Beyond Expo, I mean, you have to come. It's such a great ship, and I'm sure you would love it and, you know, just all the experiences that happen when you're there. I've seen several investigations and talked to several individuals who, who have been and who have investigated, and apparently it is uh, quite the active location for paranormal investigations. For sure. Well, I, I, oh, oh, go ahead. Sophia, I was – I was just going to say at Beyond Expo, we actually did a seance. I believe it was in the engine room. If I'm wrong, Sophia, correct me. But we did um, 
a seance, and we had uh, Becky Radliff there, who was the leader. Mike uh, Loop was also there. And mm-hmm. it was incredible. Uh, so many spirits, actually, who were family members of the group, uh, the seance group, came uh, came forward. So it was very chilling. It was really cold in there. But having that experience is one, and as a matter of fact, my dad came through. So that was just really, really special for me. So I have a special place in my heart for the Queen Mary. Yeah, it's an incredible location. And, you know, speaking of the event and just, you know, all the interest in the paranormal, what individually got you both kind of interested in this field? And Was it an experience or have you just always had a passion for it? Well, on my end, my family is gifted, um, either Mm -hmm. empaths or uh, we're actually, I guess, what they call dreamers. And so um, we actually dream things that incredibly happen. Sometimes they're extremely sad. Sometimes we don't know um, where, you know, where it is. We don't know the people but we know something's going to happen. Um, but in my, I remember growing up, uh, if my, if my grandma called my mom and said, don't let Susie go, you know, go out in the car today. I did not go out in that car that day because my grandma mm-hmm. had foreseen something. Yeah. I mean, it's just, amazing just how you know kind of these abilities and gifts can just follow people throughout generations I mean it's it's I think really special too when you have that bond with people in your family that you're able to relate to in that way and you know just talk about the paranormal and you know just the other side of things yeah that was that was incredible and my mom was very gifted um uh one two of my aunts were and it was, it was uh, to this day, my dad's side of the family doesn't have a clue. Now, everybody on my mom's side of the family, where the gifted ones were, uh, they all knew. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, let's, go, let's go talk to Dean, you know, my mom. Let's go talk to Dean. Mm-hmm. Let's go talk to Edie. You know, let's go talk to these and see, you know, if, if they know anything. Um, it was kind of that way, and I can remember when my mom passed away, the incredible thing that happened. My She and my Aunt Edie were extremely close, and this was, I think, probably two days before my mom passed away, and she was on hospice in the hospital. And mm-hmm. my Aunt Edie actually had Alzheimer's, and but they brought my Aunt Edie, and she sat by me, and we were looking at my mom, and she would keep saying, I need to go talk to Dean. And I would say, okay, I'll take you. And she said, no, I, I, I need to wait. And at the end, when they were leaving, uh, these were my Tennessee cousins, and, and when they were leaving to go back home, my Aunt Edie went up to the side of my mom's bed, and I was mm-hmm. standing beside my Uncle J.C., and my mom and my Aunt Edie put her forehead on my mom's forehead and my mom sat straight up 
and she was in a coma. Yeah. So talking about powerful, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's an amazing experience to have happen. And, you know, just the fact that your family is connected like that is really special. Yeah, Travis, just jump in. You know me. I will talk <laughs> away. You, my, my interest, uh, you know, I don't have uh, that kind of family saga. Uh, it's just a, it was an interest very early uh, in the unexplained and the paranormal, uh, watching shows like Kolchak the Night Stalker uh, there in the late 70s, early 80s, and then uh, Beyond Belief with uh, Nimoy, uh and then, of course, the X-Files in the 90s, I got – I've always been interested in uh, – you know, earliest interest was uh, UFOs, Bermuda Triangle, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, you know, the, the basics. Uh, and then it developed further into uh, a keen interest in the, uh, the occult, uh, uh, understanding uh, some of the darker sides of things uh, from a religious standpoint. Uh, and then, of course, Mothman found his way into my life in around 2001. And I've continued to uh, to research and talk about that for close to 20 years now. And uh, actually will be on with Lon Strickler uh, on May 20th doing a Mothman roundtable with some other experts to discuss uh, the original sightings and the more recent ones that are taking place in Chicago right now. So just uh, I've had some things that have happened uh, to me uh, in the paranormal research, especially in Point Pleasant uh, when uh, investigating Mothman. So uh, had some experiences uh, that have enlightened me uh, a little bit, have made me a lot more cautious uh, when it comes to uh, treading uh, maybe a little too boldly uh, without taking proper um, stances to, to protect oneself during those types of investigations. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing just how, you know, this interest at a younger age can really just shape you. Um, as an adult and just your passion for the unknown. Um, I know you've come on before, Travis, to talk a little bit about your work, you know, with learning about the Mothman. Do you want to tell us about, you know, some of the things you created um, to educate others about the Mothman? I certainly can. Uh, We started the process in 2003 of working on the first ever feature-length documentary film. There have been many since then. Uh, but we did start in 2003. We completed it in 2009. It premiered at the Mothman Festival. Um, actually, it was only supposed, to, only supposed to have done one screening. I think we ended up doing three. I think we did two on Friday and one on Saturday. Um, and, of course, I've spoken at the Mothman Festival for several years. Um, the, the film itself, ironically, I watched it um, last year with my kids. Uh, they had never seen it. Uh, my son was 18 at the time. My daughter was uh, 16, 17 at the time. They had never seen the film. So we sat mm-hmm. down and watched it. Um, I will say this. I was 20 years younger, so I look a lot different in that documentary than I do now. Uh, but we did have a lot of fun doing it. And, of course, Charlie McCracken and Matthew Fleming were involved in that production as well. Uh, Charlie, unfortunately, passed away in 2019, uh, at which time the uh, – all the rights to the footage of the documentary reverted back to me. And I've been actually working for about the past year on a re-edited version of that and trying to get that re-released. I've had a a theater here in Virginia that has asked me to actually screen 
the original and then possibly screen the, uh, the, the re-edited version when that gets done. But I'm wanting to do something. On this new version, we, uh, the, the original cut was about four hours long. There was a lot of things that were cut out and I want to put back in. And then I also want to add a segment um, in memoriam for Charlie. Um, because of all the work that he did and, and some back behind the scenes photographs and things like that. So that is something that I'm working on. I started on it right before uh, COVID hit. I uh, got a little bit of stuff done during COVID, but I uh, plan on returning back to the uh, the drawing board and trying to get that re-edited and out for people. Hopefully, I would like to have it done by December of this year uh, on the anniversary of the um, collapse of the Silver Bridge on December 15th. Well, I mean, it's amazing that, you know, you're going to re-edit it and get it out there for so many more people and generations to see. Um, you know, the Mothman is such, you know, just kind of a polarizing, you know. Oh, very much so. I don't even uh, know how town. to describe it, but, you know, entity <laughs> being, I'm just not even sure. But, you know, it's so iconic, I, and the Mothman is really something that I feel like a lot of people know about, but not really in depth. Well, and that was the interesting thing is at the time, uh, there was just starting to be talk about Mothman because the movie had come out with Richard Gere and Laura Lenny, The Mothman Prophecies, which was based on John Keel's book from the 70s. Um, so when we went to Point Pleasant and started talking to the original eyewitnesses and, and the residents of the town, you're right, it's a very polarizing story. There were people – matter of fact, the very first trip to Point Pleasant, we stopped at the tourism office and asked about – the Mothman sightings and where we could talk to anybody, and they literally laughed in our face and told us they didn't talk about it at tourism. If we wanted to, we could find, quote, unquote, some crazy people on Main Street to talk to. So now that has changed. They really have mm -hmm. embraced Mothman now because they've had to. Uh, they do the festival, brings in about 10,000 people from all over the world every year, every September, uh, with the exception of uh, 2020. They did not have it during COVID, but uh, it, has, it has taken place and will take place this year. In the, it's the third weekend in September there in Point Pleasant. Uh, but it was polarizing. People talked about it. Uh, some people believed in it. Some people did not. Uh, but you're absolutely right. The term that I use to describe Mothman, I don't believe Mothman is a cryptid. Um, I don't believe that Mothman is an alien necessarily or extraterrestrial. I prefer the term either entity or ultra-terrestrial, something that is existing mm -hmm. in a different plane but appearing sometimes uh, to individuals that have a heightened psychic ability. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, I think, you know, it's just such an unusual case, and it's great to learn more about, you know, just the other parts, like, you know, the Chupacabra or anything, the stories throughout time, and the way, you know, it shapes towns the way that it does is really incredible. It, it really is, and it's very, uh, like you said, it's, it's very interesting to me. One of the, the areas that I'm wanting to go back and add into the documentary was actually a segment where we actually look at uh, different cultures from around the world and how that winged entities, whether humanoid or, or almost cryptid-like winged entities, uh, have existed uh, in stories. Uh, the Mayan culture, the, uh, the Hindu culture, the uh, Judeo-Christian culture, Islamic culture, and then just in this country alone, like you said, Chupacabra is often described as being able to fly with wings. You have the Jersey Devil. You've got Mothman. You've got all of these. There was the Owlman. Uh, there was the Manbat in Texas uh, in the 1950s. There were sightings of a winged female entity flying in uh, Vietnam. During the Vietnam War, several soldiers had sightings there. 
So there's all of these stories that we wanted to kind of look at and talk about and bring to the table. So we took it out of the documentary, and that was actually the presentation that I would do every year at the Mothman Festival was looking at the various cultures and the various winged entities in those cultures and how they're represented and what they often meant when they were seen. I mean, it's, it's really just, you know, I, I love just those little facets of the paranormal, you know, especially when you hear from people who actually live in the town and stuff. I, I think it can be some of the most interesting just hearing, you know, the local legends and everything and the way you turn that into something and are able to speak about it and, you know, document it, I think is so important because, you know, lots of those stories get lost over time as people pass on or move away or, you know, just a different generation doesn't want to talk about it or feel the same. Absolutely, and that was one of our purposes in doing the documentary film. And as of right now, uh, you know, several of those eyewitnesses have died. And Mothman was a very interesting paranormal event in that, unlike some other supernatural occurrences like the Loch Ness Monster or UFOs or even uh, ghosts and phantoms that are caught on camera, there was never a photograph or any type of visual evidence of Mothman. It was all eyewitness reportings, so the only written form were the police reports that were filed and the verbal oral tradition as these people would continue to tell their stories. And you're absolutely right. Many of them have passed on. Many of them are no longer uh, able to talk about these things. Uh, the one eyewitness that we always wanted to get, but he has never done an interview, is Roger Scarberry. Mm -hmm. And he was Linda Scarberry's husband at the time, but Roger has never done – an interview. Uh, and we even talked to him about letting us film his story, and then he could keep it. We wouldn't even take it and use it, but we wanted to get his version of the story because it was always Linda that talked about it. And we did interview Linda for the documentary, got to meet her and her family. Uh, wonderful woman. She passed away in 2010 or 2011. But uh, it is important for those stories to continue. Uh, and that's one of the things that I like about documentary filmmaking is it, it's, to, it's telling a story in two different ways because I'm, as a producer and as a writer, I'm taking your story and I'm kind of retelling it for you through a different set of eyes, and I'm giving it a, a different form of existence, something that continues once you're gone. So that's why I like documentary filmmaking. Definitely. And I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions for both Susan and Travis. It's the Ghost of the Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And everyone, uh, that, you know, we're welcoming Beyond Expo founder and producer Susan Bell and Phoenix Publicity Promotions founder, producer, paranormal researcher, writer, lecturer, and broadcaster Travis Short. Everyone on Twitter at Travis Short, that's with two Ts, also TravisShort.com, at Darkwings Mothman, Facebook Beyond Expo, hashtag Phoenix Rising. Hashtag Black Caesar Pirate King. We're going to get into these projects, too, as soon as we get back. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We will be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, this is Rick Hayes, the psychic medium, life consultant, author, and lecturer, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Believe. 
Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Oh, poor Dave, left out of the audio bites. So I'm trying to bring everybody back into the studio here. And, it, yeah, I have some names and uh, some things regarding the project jotted down. I don't think Sophia has right here. So Susan and Travis, um, you know, uh, now for the announcement. Uh, tell us what you can regarding the upcoming SWB media feature film, Black Caesar, Pirate King. Yeah, we're uh, so excited uh, about this film. I actually um, researched for two years about black black pirates um, that were around in the uh, 17th, 18th, and uh, 17th and 18th century, I think. And I just, I came up with an incredible um, black pirate, and, and he was actually named. He was a chieftain in Africa, an African village, and he actually uh, was given the name of Black Caesar because of his powerful build and his power. So I researched everything I could find because I thought this story needs to be told. And if you remember, you know, I've always been told how superstitious, how much – they believed in ghosts and and different things as pirates. So I I came across some incredible things, uh, you know, about actually sort of the paranormal type thing and the superstitions of that. So I took this story and I wrote a script. It's called Black Caesar Pirate King. Uh, It's also trademark pending, by the way. Um, I wrote the script. Uh, I actually have basically three-fourths of it's funded, um, I'm just waiting on the rest. And there's been authors that have actually written about this, and one author recently in Florida wrote, in fact, Travis and I just found this, that this story could make a blockbuster movie, and I think that's what we have. And one of the things I would really like to do is I have found that there are at least three authentic um, pirate ships that are still around. And uh, one guy owns those three. So I would like to do some outtakes uh, from the film, have professional um, mediums, psychic mediums, come on board and see 
who might appear Ooh. to us. Uh, and that would go, it wouldn't be actually a part of the film, but if you know when you go a lot of times to the theater, there's outtakes at the end. Uh, I would add that at the end so we could see wow. some of that. So um, this is, I can tell you that researching all of this and the atrocities that happened during that time, I literally cried while writing. Um, and particularly at the end, this is basically, I set everything up to be a, a three uh, movie, to be a, a, a sequel and a sequel. So um, it's, it's so dear to my heart. I love all these characters. It, it's really strange. Even now, when I go back and I read the script, um, at the end, I cry. And I wrote everything. So, so if that tells you anything, um, I believe it's a very powerful. Travis has been with me since 2012. God bless him because he's, um, he's just been the most amazing friend, supporter, Helping me, I, if I say, hey, I, I want to do a podcast, Travis is there. Okay, we'll do a podcast, anything I say. So he and I are working, we're trying to get this last uh, percentage of money that I need for the film. Uh, we're actually going to try out uh, NFTs. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but look for it because um, – if any of your listeners actually are, are working with NFTs, Black Caesar Pirate King will be going up uh, for sale very soon. Uh, not for sale. It's kind of complicated, but if you know about NFTs, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so, Travis, you can jump in. Oh, and, and I, wrote a, um, I wrote a particular part for a, an individual. When I was writing the script, I had certain people in mind that, um, and I, I wrote about that. So this one, I, I learned about the superstitions and everything of the pirates. And one of the things they thought was a good look charm was a man of small stature. So I wrote a very comical mm. person, uh, a character called Fargus. And, and I even did little jingles. I wrote little jingles because Fargus is the cook who can't cook. And he's, he's the comic relief in, in the whole thing because right. it's a very dramatic film. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be something special. Travis, jump in. <laughs> oh, I, see, I, I, this is why I enjoy letting you talk about this project because you are passionate about Black Caesar Pirate King. She is. Uh, the minute that Susan approached me with this particular concept, and she and I have worked on various uh, events and, and projects, uh, me from a, a publicity and a promotion standpoint. Um, we're also in the process of putting together a reality TV show uh, that we'll be shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, but this is you know, I've worked on several documentary films. This will be the first time actually being involved in a feature film production, so I'm excited about that. Um, 
We're hoping uh, a good friend of mine who does publicity as well, Cyrus Webb out of uh, Mississippi, hoping that he's going to join us uh, and uh, work with us on promoting this particular film and what we're trying to do uh, with this story. And Susan's right. There's, there's so many interesting historical aspects uh, to this character and tracking down truth versus legend versus folklore and all of that has been has been really fun and i will say this as susan mentioned she has written the script uh and it's it's by far one of the best historically or historical action films that that is trying its best to not only present you know good swashbuckling pirates of the caribbean type action but is trying to stay extremely faithful to the actual subject matter and the original source material. So she's done an amazing job of walking that fine line of fictionalizing uh, a very robust, very, very uh, polarizing, again, historical figure. Again, some of the names here that, you know, so Sophia might have is, might not have as I was doing research and everything, you being a publicist. And uh, so, Travis, for you, during the casting process, what criteria set talent a keen mayor aside from other individuals auditioning and ultimately leading to his role in the film? Well, and casting is entirely Susan. My job is just to promote it once she does that. And she has, oh, okay. her, she has her, her list of the people that she is wanting to attract to this. Uh, most of the names we really can't can't say because they're not under contract yet, but she does have, she knows what she's looking for. So I'm going to let her address that. And then my job, like I said, once, once somebody's cast, my job is to put together the press junket, uh, get them interviews in front of the TV on shows like this panel discussions, all of that screenings, taking care of all of the behind the scenes type stuff, the logistics. Yeah. So what are you looking for? Uh, particularly Susan? Uh, this is actually going to be it's, – it's actually budgeted to be a major motion film. We have a budget of about $40 million. Um, The lead actor, uh, I wrote it specifically uh, for one guy. Now, uh, whether or not I get him, uh, he's a very big British guy, uh, an A-lister, and he, uh, there again, I, I really, you know, it's a wish list. So if we put it as a wish list uh, instead of I have not contacted him or his agent, nothing. But the wish list for Black Caesar would be Idris Elba. That's my number one uh, choice. Whether or not I get him, I don't know. Um and I have a wish list for the uh, the character Fargus, and I actually got in, involved. I I saw him on Instagram, and he was just amazing, and he's very comical. And there again, I have not made an offer. This is only a wish list, and that is Leslie Jordan uh, for Fargus. I actually wrote the character in with him in mind. Um, wow. For, there's also a female star, and she is an actual, all of, most of the characters, it, the lead characters are all in history. 
they're all in legendary. There was a um, uh, a famous female pirate. Uh, she was French. Her name was Jacquette, mm-hmm. and uh, she got the name Back from the Dead Red. Uh, you can Google these things if you, if you like. Back from the Dead Red. Um, and she was given that name because she actually went off the grid because she was wanted for murder. Uh, she's an amazing character. Right. Her, um, her mother was Haitian. Her father was French. Um, her mother died in childbirth. And Guys, you guys have to love this, I hope. Uh, her mother gave birth to a special needs or a um, mental disability child. I have addressed that child as Down syndrome, and we will have an actual, I've already contacted a talent agent, um, agency and a particular agent that handles uh, down syndrome actors so we will have an actual down syndrome actor in the cast uh, and I'm being right. as, as true to it as, as I possibly can because you guys know how I feel about down syndrome and that's what beyond expo was all about so well, I know the Bob and Deanne Bell Foundation certainly yeah so um, so I'm actually trying to be all inclusive in this film, uh, and it, you know, it's it's just I'm I'm so passionate about it, and I I love uh, I love these characters. I absolutely love them. They really mean something to me. They're like my children. Um, so it will, the main characters will be A-listers. Let's put it that way. Right. Also, I I have a note here. Um, how has uh, producer Noel Vega become involved with the work? Noel Vega, uh, Noel Vega, is really has been a friend for a long time, and he's one of the best uh, line producers in the business. Um, so he has worked with me from the beginning uh, with uh, a lot of things. I will. He actually critiqued my script, <laughs> which was great. Um, He's he's just a fabulous guy, and he's very very well liked in Hollywood, uh, and he's and he's close friend. Right, and Travis, um, you know, debuting March fifteenth on HBO Max. Uh, what was your role in the doc, the compelling documentary Phoenix Rising? Oh uh, no, actually, Phoenix Rising is the hashtag that I use for the publicity firm uh, that. I specialize in helping rebrand individuals that might have actually had some problems uh, with yeah. uh, their image in the past. So the, the the concept behind Phoenix Publicity was that we take individuals and we help them rise from problems and ashes. Right, right. Yeah, I know that that was certainly a compelling. Uh, Sophia knew the whole case and everything too. Oh, Sophia, I got yeah, I got Sophia back in too as well. But yeah, those were the. The key names I didn't know that this was right. yeah, but yeah, fantastic project you guys are both involved with. Yeah, oh, an amazing you. project. It sounds like you know such a great film. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, the scope you guys do with you know the films and the paranormal and everything. Uh, what is you know something I 
I know you've done the Mothman, Travis, um, and Susan, I know you work heavily with film too. What is, you know, some paranormal wise that you would love to delve deeper in and do a documentary or a film about? I would love to do, I would love to do a documentary. Uh, and one of the things that uh, I've been thinking about is I have connections um, with someone uh, in Ghana uh, I would love to do a documentary there and have psychic uh, mediums with me. And we explore. In, in Ghana, they actually have, they, they still have the buildings that the slaves were, uh, were stored, for lack of, a, lack of a better word, stored in, uh, waiting to be, you know, to be shipped out into slavery. I would, and a lot of them, I think, uh, you know, committed suicide, did certain things. So I would love to do a documentary where we go into that area, Sierra Leone and, and Ghana, and actually see what we can pick up with psychic mediums, how we can mm-hmm. see uh, that play out, and if we can learn anything from them, from the spirits that are, are still you know, there. Definitely. And how about you, Travis? Oh, uh, one of the things that I had, like I mentioned, you know, kind of a continuation of the Mothman was following up, looking at some of the current sightings uh, in Chicago and some other locations. When we were doing the documentary film at that time, there was a uh, kind of a hot spot of Mothman activity was in Texas, uh, near Aurora, Texas, which is actually the site of supposedly the first UFO crash uh, on U.S. soil in 1897, about 50 years before Roswell. So kind of tying that in. Uh, Anything extraterrestrial UFO-wise, I still have a keen interest in the Bermuda Triangle, even though most people don't talk about it anymore. I still have a very keen interest in that. would love to go back and and, and delve into some of those areas a little bit and, and kind of look at them with fresh eyes. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, really interesting. I didn't even know there had been a UFO sighting that early. So, I mean, that's really mm-hmm. fascinating that that happened. Um, I'm de- I can't wait to tell my cousins who just moved to Texas, but she was kind of freaking out that apparently they have a ton of ghost towns there. So I would just love to let her know about that, too. Yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely will. I talk to her, like, every week. I can't wait to tell her. Uh, I love her. She's not scared of, like, the paranormal, but I do think it's funny. <laughs> She's never, like, really had, like, an involvement, so I just think it's it's great. So, um, yeah, I would love to see you do a documentary in Texas on, you know, that and the Mothman sightings and UFOs. Um, uh, I think that's really interesting. I mean, you know, too, there's also so many places that, you know, to investigate or, you know, host events at, where is one place for each of you that you would love to investigate the most at or, you know, hold an event, Susan? Um, I think I would, I would really love to uh, do some things, like I said, in Africa. But there's an, another place that I would like to, and that's the Bahamas. And one of the reasons, uh, particularly New Providence Island, and uh, New Providence Island for 10 years was actually governed and ruled by pirates. Uh, 
a lot of times they were, uh, there's all sorts of things and deaths that occurred there. I think that would be, I know that uh, uh, Blackbeard, uh, Sam Bellamy, all of those guys were there. Uh, and th- these are all famous pirates. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of obsessed at the moment with pirates. So I would love to go into the Caribbean and, and those areas and uh, do some research. <laughs> I Yeah, I think a lot of people would love to go to the Caribbean and do research, too. So <laughs> not a bad spot to investigate. Absolutely. How about you, Travis? for me... As for me, you know, um, Kev Baker, uh, with whom I was uh, very dear friends, uh, the Kev Baker Show, Truth Frequency Radio, he was uh, in Scotland. He passed away uh, in December from complications of COVID, but he had investigated mm-hmm. uh, Beluskin House there in Scotland, which is where Alistair Crowley had lived, who was one of the most adept uh, occultists uh, of the 20th century. Uh, and a lot of unusual activity there in the house. And, and even though I know Kev went there and he, he feels like he had uh, something very, very negative attach itself to him a few years ago, I've all, ever since he and I have talked about it, I've always wanted to go there and actually investigate it further. I'm fascinated by Crowley, always have been. Uh, he's just a, a fascinating individual when you really look at the way he came into this world, his life, the life that he lived, uh, the occult uh, art that he practiced uh, and how he impacted and influenced so many uh, other occultists mm-hmm. of the 20th century and into the 21st century. Definitely. I mean, that's uh, Scotland's also an amazing location. Um, very different from the Caribbean, but it depends, you know, dream <laughs> location for some people too. I personally exactly. love the rain, so that's a win for me. Uh, but also, you know, speaking of locations, I know that, you know, there was some relocation to Vegas recently. Um, can you tell the audience what the significance is of that? And uh, I believe you're also working on your reality show over there, too. Yeah, we are. Uh, it, was, it was funny. My daughter, Jody, Travis, and I were brainstorming one night. Uh, all, you mm-hmm. know, Jody and I at home and uh, – Travis on the phone, we were brainstorming. So we all came up with this idea of doing a reality show that uh, actually is based on your zodiac sign mm-hmm. and the, the compatibility of, of the stars and, and all of these things. So my thought was to actually do a the uh, contestants will not know who sign is what. And then I actually talked to uh, Becky Ratliff and uh, uh, Serenity Moore and I have been playing uh, phone tag, uh, but I talked to both of them about when we do the reality show that they will use their special abilities to kind of see who is going to match up with with whom. And that mm-hmm. way we'll have some uh we'll have some drama going on uh and see how accurate they are and how the changes come and uh I I think and I, I a lot of people in the industry that I you know I've talked to, other producers and everything, they're like, Oh wow, 
this is super. I love this. This is a great idea. So I think it would go over really well and, um, you know, bring the paranormal into it as well. And also probably, uh, uh, you know, people, uh, astrologists and, and this kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it sounds like a really interesting show. I mean, you know, it's weird how accurate astrology can be sometimes and just to see how compatibility works with it and, you know, how accurate that is as well, I think would be a really interesting concept. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we're working on that. That's, uh, you know, that's in the, you know, in the process. I've already talked mm-hmm. to a casting director in, in Vegas and so we're going to, we're going to, you know, push on that uh, and we're working on Black Caesar Pirate King. So we, uh, if anybody has some great ideas of a name for our reality show, <laughs> send us a, a our, our uh, uh, email address for the variety show, I mean, for the uh, reality show is virgo912.tv at gmail.com. Well, I can't wait to see everything you all have made uh, when it's all out. Um, but I want to thank you both so much for coming on today. It's been great talking to you as always. And it's surprising how fast the hours gone by. I know, right? It's it always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Uh, Susan and I talk like this all the time. We're on the phone at least three times a week. So, But it's great to be back on with you, Sophia, and, and, and uh, your program and everything. So thank you guys so much for the opportunity to come back on. Yeah, well, congratulations and thanks. Yeah, I love you guys. Dion, you are a special man. Uh, Shirley, uh, Sophia, so great. We've got to keep in touch now. We're in L.A. Absolutely. Um, And I would love to have you both back on the show in the future. And, yeah, I want to thank you just for coming on, and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Thank Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Wow. Fantastic show today, Sophia. Definitely. Susan and Travis were such great guests. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, the ghost host show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. To remind everybody, for uh, both Susan and Travis, uh, TravisShort.com, that's with two T's, so TravisShort.com, Twitter at TravisShort, at DarkWingsMossman on uh, Twitter, also Facebook, Beyond Expo, also hashtag PhoenixRising, hashtag Black Caesar Pirate King. Upcoming, we have Horsefly Chronicles radio hosts, Paranormal Investigators Phil and Julia Saracusa. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. We have other people booking as we speak. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporally on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page just to learn of the guests as we uh, learn of them real time. Thank you all, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie from Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all.
Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.